This episode of the NASCAR Betting Preview Show is sponsored by Atlas Hair. Now, guys, I just got one question for you. Are you ugly? Yeah, we thought so. Lucky for you, we've actually got something for that. Atlas is an elite line of hairstyling products with cologne fragrances to help quaff that mop into something straight out of Hollywood and smell like you're the guy she's going home with tonight. Half of our products also contain a hair thickening ingredient to help those of us who are getting a little thin up there to make the most of what we've got. Get started today at atlashair.com and use the promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order. We can't fix your face, but we could at least give you a fighting chance. Atlashair.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-H-A-I-R.com. Welcome in, race fans, to the NASCAR Betting Preview Show podcast, Xfinity Series Edition, Episode 9. My name is Mike Bachman. I am the host of this podcast. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be breaking down and reviewing the Allsco Uniforms 250, what went right, what went wrong. Very compelling race. And we will be looking ahead to this weekend's race, the Am Better Health 200 from New Hampshire. Really excited for this weekend. We are up in my neck of the woods here in the Northeast, so excited to break this one down and take a look at the betting angles for this upcoming race. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, why don't you kick back, crack open your favorite adult beverage, and let's get into this thing. Firstly, breaking down uh, the Osco Uniforms 250 here from Atlanta. John Hunter Thremacek. John Hunter Thremacek gets his third win, survives the chaos of the Atlanta race and gets his third win of the year. And quite interesting because it looked like all race long, John Hunter Nemechek drove the most ill handling race car, but was able to capitalize on an overtime finish, some drivers running out of gas on the restart, paving the way for John Hunter uh, to take the lead and protect it for those two laps to get his third win of the year. And John Hunter continues to be a juggernaut, uh, best driver, arguably the best car on a week-to-week basis outside of last week because, you know, throughout that race, man, and the broadcast even alluded to it on multiple occasions, John Hunter was fighting the handling of that car, really could not stick the bottom, uh, and it became difficult because he was running up the top and, you know, obviously uh, preventing the draft and getting close to some of those leaders. So when that caution flag waved with two to go and we got that ensuing overtime restart, John Hunter was able to capitalize and just be at the right place at the right time. Uh, you know, was running up front in the top 10 for the majority of that race, but still uh, didn't look like he had the car to actually win unless those circumstances did uh, fall that way. And that's what happened. And John Hunter gets his third win of the year in that race. But man, the whole premise of this race, I feel like the the massive uh, lens that you look at this race at was just Austin Hill versus the field. Austin Hill and his teammate Sheldon Creed, uh, they actually could not get their second qualifying run. There were some mechanical issues with the car, had to train the transmission, so uh, both drivers had to start in the rear of the field. And in looking at Austin Hill specifically, because we did bet Austin Hill at plus 350, and we will we'll, we'll, we will talk about that when we talk about the bets uh, in just a moment. But, 
you know, Austin Hill starting in the rear, drove his way inside of the top 15 within the first 10 laps of this race. Uh, his car was extremely fast, could wrap the bottom better than anybody. And for not, I mean, 100% of this race, guys, Austin Hill was a man on a mission and a man on an island. Uh, nobody, no driver would even sniff the back bumper of Austin Hill to help him out. Uh, it, nobody was nobody was going to run with him because I think everybody in that field knew that if Austin Hill got to the lead, that was it. Uh, race was probably over. I mean, his car was ridiculous. And uh, the fact that he was able to hang tough with the leaders on the bottom on his own was just absolutely insane. Uh, put on a bit of a masterclass, you know, kind of riding through the field there and then ultimately getting stuck in like fourth, fifth place uh, wasn't not able to just get the help that he needed to get to the front. And Hill did express some frustration post-race that, you know, no Chevy Alliance would work with him other than his teammate, Sheldon Creed. But in that sense, I mean, why? <laughs> like, the, the reasons I just stated, why would anybody want to work with Austin Hill there, knowing how good he is and knowing that if he did get to the front, he was going to protect that lead and be extremely difficult to pass. You know, the 11, the 48, two other drivers that were running up front, they need to win. They need to win to punch their ticket and save their playoff hopes. And then, of course, the 10 car, Justin Haley, he's only there to win. So, you know, those reasons, they're not going to work with you. You know, they're fighting for their own race. They're a Chevy Alliance. Yeah, no doubt. But they're not your teammate. And it's not their job to push you to the win. It's their job to get it on their own. So, uh, you know, Austin Hill's frustrations there is just kind of to the individual um, and he just knew how good his car was and just wasn't able to get that extra effort. But, man, Austin Hill kind of killed a potential outright bet for us. Um, on the other side, we had Justin Haley, uh, who was the leader. We had a colleague, one, two, three, uh, for the majority of the end of that race. And we know how Colleg likes to win. Get one of their cars in victory lane and Justin Haley being at the point. It looked like we were going to potentially cash a Justin Haley outright, but two to go. Cars were a bit on edge. Parker Kligerman disrupted Austin Hill's air, and Austin Hill goes around, and that is what brings out the caution. Uh, and then from there, you know, we had multiple drivers that were not sure on fuel mileage. A lot of guys were short, and then when that restart did happen, the entire top lane just did not move. Uh, Justin Haley, uh, Chandler Smith, and Parker Kligerman. You know, they ran, they run out of gas, leaving D Justin Haley out to dry. And then again, paving the way for uh, John Hunter Nemechek to get the win. Now, Justin Haley in his post race, you know, was talking about how his car was sputtering, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but it seemed like he could easily push Daniel Hemrick, his teammate, to the win. Uh, but instead, Justin Haley opted to go on the inside of him and try and get that extra position. So I don't know exactly what Haley was doing, especially knowing that Colleg wants to get those wins, get those finishes, and get those cars in victory lane. But just a questionable decision there by Haley. Uh, but obviously, you know, for him, he's got nothing to lose. He wants to win. But that was just a little bit interesting. So definitely helped John Hunter uh, in, getting, in getting that win. Uh, but now, you know, with all that in consideration, uh, let's take a look and recap the bets here. So in the outright market, yes, we did bet Austin Hill. And questionable decision to pay the price at plus 350 on a, you know, quote unquote, super speedway, a hybrid super speedway that Atlanta Motor Speedway has become. I'm going to be honest, I'm still not mad about it because 
Austin Hill was a rocket. And I know that it doesn't matter because he's not the one in victory lane. But the fact that Austin Hill was able to run up front like he did, and if he was able to get that lead, it was probably a foregone conclusion that he was going to win that race. So just knowing how incredible Austin Hill has been on that type of track, I understand the unpredictable nature of it, the chaos that could ensue. And, you know, at the end of the day, he is not the one in victory lane. So none of that really matters. It doesn't matter how good his car was. It doesn't matter, uh, you know, his performance at the tr- at that race. He, he's not there in victory lane. But I'm still not mad about getting the best price on Austin Hill at plus 350 uh, and, and rolling the dice. Um, that's just me. That's my personal preference. But again, I just could not look past his resume not only on super speedways, but at this new Atlanta itself, and that if the opportunity was there, he was going to take it. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, on this side, we're on the wrong side of it. Um, but again, I'm I, I'm not mad about placing that bet. Uh, I'm not mad about placing that bet. Justin Haley, eleven to one. We were almost there. We were almost there. He he probably had the second best car there uh, for the entire race. Eleven to one uh, was looking really good, but. Again, that overtime restart really killed it, and Chandler Smith and Parker Kligerman running out of gas on that restart and giving Haley no help from behind uh, just killed it. So uh, we're, we're in really good position, but unfortunately that fizzled out and fell flat. I added Sam Mayer late at 16-1. to 1. I liked his speed in qualifying, and again, just knowing that anything could happen. Uh, thought maybe Sam Mayer could throw his hat into it, but he honestly wasn't really relevant for most of that race. Still comes away with a fifth-place finish, but wouldn't go back and, and bet Sam Mayer there. And then we had Parker Kligerman at 20-1, to 1, who was very solid, fought some adversity early in the race, had a flat tire, got caught a lap down, battled some radio issues, but was able to fight back, had a chance there at the end. But again, running out of gas there on that last restart, that's really not going to do you any good. Um, so... You know, Kligerman was uh, was really good. Had to fight back, and uh, you know we're still chasing outrights though as a result. So you know, 0 for four on outrights. We're still chasing them, but we were able to get a little bit there in the prop market. Uh, we went one for two on head to heads. Ty Gibbs minus 125 over Sheldon Creed. We had Ryan Sieg minus 110 over Anthony Alfredo. Both drivers uh, caught up in a huge wreck. Uh, in stage three, Creed was actually involved with that in that as well. Uh, but Sieg and Alfredo, uh, two drivers that you know in the matchup were uh, taken out in that wreck, and Alfredo gets the better finish. So Ryan Sieg, man, was really strong. Uh, he seems to always bring it on super speedway races. And again, with SHR and kind of the gains that they have made over the last couple of weeks, Ford in general. I mean, Riley Herbst was another guy. Um, that we did bet on in the top five market at plus 250 that I thought was really good bet. Uh, but unfortunately, again, Riley Herbst just brings great cars, has great speed, has great potential, but yet every freaking week we still sit here and he's either wrecked out or something tr- catastrophic has happened to just kill his day. And that trend just continues, man. So that is really disappointing. Uh, because Herbst has come really close and has shown a lot of really good speed. It's just a matter of putting together that entire race and avoiding trouble. And he just can't seem to can't seem to, you know, get the bug off his back right now. But we did cash a Justin Haley top five at plus one forty and also Cole Custer top five at plus one eighty. I thought this bet was dead. Custer was 
really, really edgy at the end of this race. A lot of laps on his tires and just fell back. But that caution really helped Chandler and Parker Kligerman running out of gas helped our case. And Cole Custer was able to, uh, once again, rip off another top five and keep uh, his impressive streak going. So we go two for three on top fives. We go one for two on head-to-heads, and we're still chasing outrights. But I got to tell you, it's definitely nice to be on the plus side of of things now, heading into a race weekend that I'm really excited about. A little bit more of a predictable race. This race last year at New Hampshire was very solid, so I'm excited to cap this. So let's officially put Atlanta in the rear view and look ahead to this weekend's race at New Hampshire. The Am Better Health 400, race number 18 of the year, will go for 200 laps with stages at 45, 45, and 110 laps, respectively. Teams are getting five sets of Goodyear Eagles this weekend. Same setup as Phoenix and Richmond, as well as the New Hampshire race last year. Few notables to highlight. Joe Graff Jr. is behind the wheel of the number 19 car for Joe Gibbs Racing this weekend, and Austin Dillon will be dipping down and will be driving the number 10 for Colleg Racing. Justin Allgaier is the defending winner of this race. Again, like I said, compelling race last year. A lot of varying strategy. Uh, We had a couple of drivers get some really good finishes last year. A number of drivers that aren't even in the field here this year that ran up front for the majority of the day. Uh, So the opportunity here for drivers is going to be uh, great, especially for these Xfinity regulars, considering that there aren't. I mean, Austin Dillon is the only cup regular that's really dipping down that's going to potentially be a factor, um, even though I don't vision him being much of a factor despite driving a, a call of racing Chevrolet. And then you look at Joe Graff Jr. Again, we just got a small, a very small sample size for Graff. Has a couple of starts in that 19 car. Doesn't have really anything I pop in to show for it necessarily, but a good opportunity for Graff. But he's not somebody that I am looking at despite being in a Joe Gibbs racing Toyota. So Let's take a look at the odds board, see what we are working with here in the outright market, just see where the books have some of these drivers priced and what that's all going to look like. So these are on Caesars Sportsbook we're looking at uh, here on the odds board. John Hunter Nemechek is the outright favorite at plus 260. He's got a hefty price on this race this weekend, but warranted. Uh, John Hunter, best driver best car, JGR, best team at this track at New Hampshire historically. Uh, so John Hunter Nemechek is going to be a threat for sure. Um, and plus 260 is certainly a hefty price to pay in the outright market. Justin Allgaier is 4-1. to one. Your defending winner of last year, Cole Custer, is 5-1. to one. Josh Berry, plus 550. Austin Dillon's got a hefty price at 7-1. to one. Sammy Smith is plus 750. And then we get into some of the longer guys here. Chandler Smith, 10-1. to one. Sam Mayer, 12-1. to one. Austin Hill is 18-1. to one. Then we got a pair of drivers. Riley Herbst and Sheldon Creed at 25-1. to one. Sheldon Creed, interesting number. Might come up later in the show. Daniel Hemrick, Brandon Jones, both are 30-1. to one. And then Joe Graff Jr. is down there at 75-1. to one. I would not get tempted by that. Uh at all. But we've got an interesting board here. Um, you know, I think all is certainly the second favorite to John Hunter. I think Cole Custer is going to be a threat here as well. You know, Josh Berry is a guy, and we'll talk about Josh Berry in, in just a moment, but he's just a guy, man, that really has not gone well for him over the past couple of weeks. We are returning to, you know, a track type that is his bread and butter. Um, but 
you know, the, I feel like the best thing over the past few weeks that we have heard about Josh Berry is his promotion to cup next year in the four car. The results haven't been there, and he just hasn't had race-winning speed or necessarily, like, been a factor. Uh, so he's still looking for his first win. It could be a good reset this weekend, uh, but I'll be honest, I'm going to be fading the number eight this week. Uh, so why don't we just jump right into it and uh, take a look at some of these head-to-head matchups uh, that I have here for you guys uh, this weekend. And we're going to start by fading Josh Berry over on DraftKings. Cole Custer is matched up against Josh Berry at minus 115. And I'm going to take the Cole Custer side of things here uh, again. Eight top fives in the last 11 races. Cole Custer's been really tough to beat. Started on pole here at Phoenix and Martinsville and has finishes of 12th, 5th, and 3rd on short tracks this year. So Cole Custer's qualified very well. Could potentially, you know, be in the running for the pole here this weekend. And he also holds the second highest true performance rank on this type of track this year uh, per winthereace.info. So Cole Custer, again, just... You know, he's caught fire and he has really turned it up to 11 over the past, uh, over this last stretch, especially entering the summer. So, a lot of confidence in that double zero camp. As for Josh Berry, like I said, we know how great he is on short tracks. He's got finishes of eighth, third, and fourth this year. Started on pole in this race last year. So, you know, we talk about the inconsistencies with this, with this eighth car. He has had good finishes on short tracks, but, you know, that was beginning of the year where, you know, it was a lot more consistent for that eight team as of late over the past few weeks. It's been very tough and just hasn't necessarily been there. So I know it's his bread and butter. We should expect him to be a contender, but that team's just been struggling and Custer just continues to rip off top five after top five. So I'm going to give him the edge here at even money and take Cole Custer minus 115 over Josh Berry on DraftKings. Another matchup on DraftKings that I found that I do like is Chandler Smith, minus 120, over Sam Mayer. So we're fading a couple of JRM Chevys. And Chandler Smith, much like Cole Custer, not to the level, obviously, but Smith has caught fire over the past few weeks as well. Doesn't necessarily have the finishes to show for it, but that 16 car has brought race-winning speed uh, to the track over the past couple of weeks. He's 3-0 head-to-head against Mayer on short tracks this year. Has a win at Richmond, finished 5th at Phoenix, and 10th at Martinsville. So Chandler Smith has shown consistency on these short tracks, and I do expect him to have another fast car here this weekend, especially since, you know, I mean, we talk about Joe Gibbs Racing. We talk about, you know, Junior Motorsports as well, but College Racing has, especially at this race last year, was very strong, um, and I expect them to bring that again this year. As for Sam Mayer, you know, continues to be knocking on the door, even like, you know, even like last week where he's not even talked about for 95% of the race, still comes away with a fifth place finish. You know, we're dealing with a different track here. Uh, but Mayer's results on short tracks this year are lacking compared to last. Uh, had a pair of top fives at Richmond and Martinsville in 2022. But this year, 11th at Phoenix, 15th at Richmond, crashed out at Martinsville. So has yet to score a top 10 uh, on a short track this year. And, uh, I like Chandler Smith as a result. I think uh, Smith could have a race-winning car. I'm going to be looking at him in the outright market, I'll just tell you right now. So, uh, spoiler alert, but Chandler Smith's name will be popping up later in the show. Uh, And, you know, I think it's a good matchup here against Sam Mayer, who is still, I think, treading water a little bit on, on, on short tracks and just hasn't really found that speed like he did last year on this type of track. So, uh, give me Chandler Smith over Sam Mayer. 
minus 120 on DraftKings. Those are the two matchups I would play pre-practice and qualifying. There are a couple others uh, that I'll just kind of highlight here that are that are a little bit intriguing that I might get my hands on. Uh, these are over on Superbook. But you have Justin Allgaier matched up against Josh Berry. Justin Allgaier minus 130. Uh, I think that's a good matchup. Again, I hate to pick on Josh Berry and just continue to fade the eight, but the results haven't been there. And, you know, when you're going up against your teammate who has put together the results and the results have been there and you know he's the defending winner of this race last year uh, minus 130 you know I certainly think is playable for Justin Allgaier against Josh Berry John Hunter Nemechek is also matched up against Josh Berry but he's juiced at minus 150 uh, you know we expect John Hunter Nemechek to have the best car and to be up front obviously so that could be another area to to look at as well for a little plus money action, I was looking at Austin Hill over Sam Mayer. Austin Hill's plus 110 to Sam Mayer, who was minus 130. You know, I know that we're looking at and fading the same two drivers, but when you when you have them paired up against some of these big dogs that have been seriously consistent and have put together the finishes on a week-to-week basis, you know, I feel like it's worth it. And a plus 110 matchup, Austin Hill you know, where the books just continue to disrespect Austin Hill at every race except the super speedway for I don't know what reason. We're 17 races into the year, and Austin Hill continues to be priced extremely long, which is giving us betters a lot of opportunity to take advantage of. And until the books, you know, really start to catch up, which at this point we're, all, we're half already more than halfway through the season, is that even going to happen? Uh, we're still going to take advantage of it. So, Plus 110 over Sam Mayer is an intriguing matchup for me as well. Um, you know, Austin Hill finished 7th in this race last year and just, again, continues to be a top 5 machine. Uh, so I'm talking myself into that. I think I'm going to play Austin Hill plus 110 over Sam Mayer over on Superbook. So I'll write that one down as well, and we'll roll with uh, we'll roll with three matchups there. But, you know, the fading Josh Berry train with Justin Allgaier, and if you want to you know, pay some juice to John Hunter Nemechek. I uh, think those are valid as well. But just to recap my official head-to-head plays here, Chandler Smith minus 120 over Sam Mayer on DraftKings, Cole Custer minus 115 over Josh Berry on DraftKings, and then Austin Hill plus 110 over Sam Mayer over on Superbook. Let's take a look at the prop market and talk about some top fives because there are two top five bets that I absolutely love this weekend. Just talked about him, but Austin Hill top five plus 225 on Caesars. You're getting over two to one odds for Austin Hill to finish top five, and it seems like a no-brainer bet to me. Uh, Finished seventh in this race last year, like I said. But Austin Hill, man, sound like a broken record talking about consistency. He has nine top fives to his credit this year on multiple track types, okay? You just cannot bet against this level of consistency week in and week out. And Austin Hill just makes it to the end of every race. Got one DNF this year. Just one DNF this year. So we are banking on Austin Hill to just finish the race and doesn't have to do anything special. Just has to finish top five and was seventh in this race last year. You know, he is obviously a different driver this year with just all the success that he has had. And until the books catch up, we're going to take advantage. I mean, it is crazy. Austin Hill is in such a tight battle for the points lead right now with John Hunter Nemechek. And the fact that Austin Hill is 18 to 1 
compared to John Hunter Nemechek, who's plus 260, is nuts, man. <laughs> it's nuts. But again, it gives us a lot of opportunity uh, to take advantage of a very talented driver. So Austin Hill is going to show up plus 225. Anything over two to one for Austin Hill is a, is a wonderful price. Uh, so I'm going to take it plus 225 to finish top five this weekend on Caesars. And I'm going to take Daniel Hemrick to finish top five as well, plus 375 available on Caesars Sportsbook. And here's why I really like Daniel Hemrick this weekend. You put an asterisk next to his name for this race last year. Blown tire while running second resulted in a 35th place finish. Just nothing you could do about that. But rewind to 2021, finished this race in third, driving a JGR Toyota. This season on short tracks, finished 10th at Phoenix. Yes, has a 24th at Richmond, but a 7th at Martinsville. And that 11 is riding a bit of momentum. Finishes of 2nd, 7th, and 8th in the last three races. So he's been able to put it together. And of all tracks on the circuit, Hemrick's average driver rating of 106 at New Hampshire trumps all. Not to mention he's qualified inside the top six and three of his four Xfinity starts here. So it is more probable than not that Hemrick will have a very solid starting position uh, to help his cause there. I really like his upside this weekend. I'm rolling with the top five at plus 375 over on Caesars. I'm rolling with an Austin Hill top five at plus 225 also on Caesars. Those are the two top fives that I would play uh, this weekend. think it's good value. If you're looking for another one, I mean, Sheldon Creed at, at plus 350 is also very interesting. Um a bet I think is a good bet. You're getting a lot of value for Sheldon Creed uh, this weekend, and we're going to talk about him again uh, in just a moment. Never thought, but we we are because you got to take advantage of of some of these numbers when they are available. But Sheldon Creed at plus three fifty, certainly a good number. I mean, Riley Herbst man is also a plus three fifty. Riley Herbst has been awesome. Uh, on short tracks. He's got really good resume on short tracks, but again, just feel like every time we bet him, the inevitable happens, and he runs into trouble or something catastrophic happens. So I'm not going to pull the trigger on Riley Herbst. Uh, I would pull the trigger on Sheldon Creed if you're going to do a toss-up between two guys in the plus 350 range, uh, but I do like Daniel Hemrick there at plus 375. So officially, Daniel Hemrick top five plus 375, Austin Hill top five plus 225, both on Caesars Sportsbook. And now let's talk about the outrights and take a look at the drivers that I will be betting this weekend that I think are good bets. I'm not betting John Hunter Nemechek. I'm not going to bet Justin Allgaier. Um, I'm honestly not interested. And you might be asking yourself, well, Mike, you bet Austin Hill at plus 350 last week when every other driver was like 10 to 1 odds or greater. But you won't bet John Hunter, you won't bet Justin Allgaier at this price on a much more predictable track where they're probably going to be the top two drivers of the week. I'm probably not. <laughs> I'm probably not. Um, but there are a couple of drivers at longer odds that I do give a really good chance to win if you want to look elsewhere. Um, and the first driver I'm looking at is Sammy Smith, plus 850 on DraftKings. New Hampshire's been Joe Gibbs Racing's playground in the Xfinity Series with 11 wins at this track. And all eyes are going to be on John Hunter Nemechek for obvious reasons. For all the reasons I stated before, you know, best car, best driver, points leader, you get it. But I think this is the weekend where Sammy Smith really returns to the fold. And I give him a great chance to win here. Led 92 laps en route to his breakthrough win at Phoenix earlier this year. He's been inconsistent. You know, the finishes have been up and down. But 
he's got tremendous upside, man. And he's proven it on the track that is the most comparable to New Hampshire being Phoenix. And I, I like Sammy Smith at plus 850. You know, getting a JGR Toyota at, at that price, uh, you know, certainly a a backup to, you know, uh, avoiding a John Hunter Nemechek outright. You know, I'm not saying Sammy Smith's going to be able to go toe-to-toe, but, man, he's going to be strong this weekend, and I, I really I really give him a good chance to win. So, you know, I've talked about Sammy, kind of fell off uh, over the past couple of weeks, but I really do believe this could be a great weekend for him to return to the fold and uh, and get that strong win. Um, so plus 850 on DraftKings was the best price I could still find for Sammy Smith. I will take that. I'm also going to bet Chandler Smith at 12 to 1 on DraftKings. You know, talked about JGR's dominance, mentioned the JRM cars, even though we'll be fading most of them this weekend. But Call got a strong showing here last year. And Chandler Smith's been really close the past couple of weeks. So I expect him to come out strong, you know, finishes a fifth at Phoenix, has the win at Richmond uh, in trucks too. Top three in every race run at Phoenix. So you take a look at Phoenix and the, the comparable stats there. Chandler Smith, very solid, very solid. So I think 12 to 1 for Chandler is a bet. I like him this weekend, and uh, I think he's going to come to play. So uh, I'll bet the two Smiths, and I'm going to bet Sheldon Creed at 25 to 1 at Caesars. Great number. Just an impeccable hell of a value play. Um, you know, Sheldon Creed was really good in this race last year. Finished fifth, very solid. Showed up at Phoenix with a third place finish. Finished sixth at Richmond. And yes, it's well documented that Creed has found every way to blow his chances at a win and probably should have a win in the Xfinity series by now. But he's proven he can run up front, contend for wins, just has to put together that entire race. It's been a real struggle, but you cannot overlook the value you're getting for Creed. He was 30 to 1 at open, but not available anymore. Still 25 to 1 on Caesars uh, is a great bet for Sheldon Creed. So this would be a hell of a week for Creed to break through for his first win at this price. I'm going to roll the dice and take it uh, at 25 to 1. Just think there's too much value to be had to not take that. So Sheldon Creed, man, going to be rooting for you hard this weekend. Uh, It's been tough sledding, you know, kind of put yourself in a little bit of a difficult situation with how things have happened. Uh, how things have turned out, but you know this could be a really good weekend to get that first win. So uh, twenty-five to one, I think it's going to be a popular bet uh, amongst the community. Just knowing that you know Sheldon is typically in the eight to one, ten to one range on most weeks, uh, even shorter sometimes. So give it to me, twenty-five to one for Sheldon Creed. Give it to me, Chandler Smith, twelve to one. Give it to me, Sammy Smith, plus eight fifty. So let's take a look and recap quickly uh, the bets that I'd put out. Officially, the head-to-heads, once again, Chandler Smith, minus 120 over Sammy or over Sam Mayer. Cole Custer, minus 115 over Josh Berry. Austin Hill, plus 110 over Sam Mayer. Daniel Hemrick, top five, plus 375. Austin Hill, top five, plus 225. And then in the outright market, Sammy Smith, plus 850. Chandler Smith, plus 1,200, 12 to 1. And then Sheldon Creed, Rounding it out at 25 to 1. I think this could be a good weekend for a lot of drivers. Again, there's a lot of opportunity for some of these Xfinity regulars. You know, a great weekend to capitalize in the playoff race with 
not many drivers dipping down for this race, so it should be a pretty pure and exciting Xfinity race. Uh, I'm excited for New Hampshire. think it's going to be a good one. should be compelling, and uh, you know we're going to see if we could uh, cash some winners and be on the plus side of things here entering, or now really in, you know, the dog days of summer as we get closer to playoff season. So that's going to do it for this week's edition of the program. Let's put a bow on this thing. But before we go... You can support the NASCAR betting preview show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Twitter Spaces. Make sure you're following at Derek Yoder underscore and tune in every Wednesday for all the betting insight you need to gain an edge on race day. And be sure to follow the new NASCAR betting preview show Twitter account at NASCAR BPS to stay connected with all the content coming out of the brand. Stay in touch with what you know, all the guys part of the NASCAR betting preview show are, are doing and working on and just continuing, you know, to bring the analysis, the insight and the information, uh, you know, for you guys. Uh, the support's been awesome. So it's been a lot of fun to be a part of. You can follow me on Twitter at MV Bachman, also on TikTok at the Mike Bach for additional betting insight and analysis across the great sport of NASCAR. So let's officially put a bow on this thing and tear down, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, as always, to our sponsor, Atlas Hair. Use promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order. And let's have a day in New Hampshire. It's going to be a fun one. I'm excited to watch this race, and I'm excited to you know see how we do. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy your weekend. We will be back next week to recap this race, look ahead to the Tricky Triangle at Pocono. But until then... Enjoy your weekend, be safe, and let's catch some winners, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate your support. I'm out. <laughs>